and pandemic was so stressful as well but we had a time to uh, work uh, for mm. this stress so that was mm. how we doing that mm. <laughs> we were singing and dancing and it was the best medicine for <laughs> stress <laughs> Welcome to Voices of the Ancestors, where we explore Georgian polyphonic songs and the women who sing them. The voices today are me, Susan Thompson, in Tbilisi. And me, Holly Taylor-Zuntz, and I'm now safely back home in Oxford, UK. But today we're bringing you an interview we recorded while we were both up in the mountains of Ajara, the village of Merisi, to be more exact. Um, we managed to grab half an hour with Khatia Termanidze to tell us what it's like growing up in a folk family. Yeah, and that was just after Khatia and her family had visited you in Gomaduli, where you were doing a spot of singing teaching, I think. Yes, I really wanted to teach uh, the song Merisuli, which is kind of their village song from Merisi, mm-hmm. um, so that when they came to visit us in Gomarduli, um, we could we could sing together. Um, so just for a bit of background, Gomarduli is also a village in Ajara, um, although there's still a two-hour journey between mm-hmm. uh, Merisi and Gomarduli due to the mountains. Um, and I was there as a singing teacher. I was living there for about a month and Susan came and stayed. Um, and, yeah, we invited the Terminites for a supra, <laughs> which was just so... Uh, yeah, I think the time of that supra, the start time, changed about four or five times, didn't it? <laughs> oh, I know it did. I, I mean, we must have said that that joke word that we have "geg maybe" so many times that day to like "geg maybe it'll happen," "geg maybe it'll happen at five," "geg maybe it'll be at seven. Who knows? Yeah. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know our in joke, um, the Georgian word for plans is "geg maybe." Um, so we just like to play on the fact that nothing in Georgia is predictable uh, by using geg maybes. Uh, we have a lot of geg maybes, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. I mean, that particular day that we were waiting on Malek, I think, who was coming up from um, Batumi with all the shopping to cook for the supra. So we had to wait until the mashutka arrived. Um, and I think she was, she'd, she'd been sent to go and buy the right sort of meat because some of our guests were Muslims because the village of Gomarduli is a Muslim village. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I, I think in the end, the Terminidzes came. We had the beginning of the supra and then they left before Malek had arrived. Yeah, because we we had the curfew. They had to get back before the curfew, didn't they? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, oh. it was fine in the end because we kind of just continued the supra by going to visit them in their village, um, so Marisi, a few days later. So it all worked <laughs> out fine. Oh, it did. And it was so nice because we had um, our taxi driver was was from Gomarduli. Um, and so we, we set off and, and he had never been to Marisi before. So um, he was having to do the, the Georgian thing of making lots of phone calls on the way to make sure we were going the right route. And then there was that moment when I couldn't quite work out what's happening because I was sitting in the back. But you got the, the best view, didn't you, of why he slowed down so suddenly? 
Oh yeah, of course. Uh, that was when these two black figures crossed our path and it turned out they were wolves. Yeah. And there was that long conversation where we went through all the all the animals that were in that um, Dat Malkini song. We had the Datvi bear and the Mengeli wolf and the Mela fox and the Tura jackal. And he was so certain, no, it's not the it's not a jackal. It was a wolf. It was a Mengeli. So yeah, that was so special. Yeah. And I think the journey just got more exciting from from there, really, because the road to Marisi is, yeah, the closer you get, the bumpier it gets and windier, you know, you're winding around these mountains. Mm. And the driver was getting quite agitated, wasn't he? Mm, um, he was. Saying, why would anyone live here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we came round one bend and he could see that there was a big um, uh, mechanical, what would it be, a bulldozer, I think, parked up. And it looked like there was just a landslip, a constant landslip that went over the road at that point. And it, you could just see him kind of preparing himself and he just put his foot down when he got to that bit and just went, I'm getting over here as fast as I possibly can. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was loving the journey because the trees were getting steadily greener and, you know, we were driving basically through clouds. The mm. air was was wet with moisture and it, it was also quite cold at that point as mm. well. <clears throat> and all the waterfalls were just really full, so they were at their best because you're starting to get the snow melt at that time of year. It was amazing. Absolutely. And but also when our we arrival. Uh, yeah, sorry, we were yeah. at the same point, aren't we? <laughs> and then when we arrived, it was into just pure warmth. Oh. The main room of the house is like the room where everyone is because that's where the fireplace is. That's right. And the first thing was, oh, come and sit with me by the fire. Get as close as you can. And that was, it reminded me of visiting one of my aunts who, you know, there was a coal fire in the front room and you all went in the front room and that's where you stayed. I think I was wearing every single layer of clothing I had until we got into that room. Yeah, but also just the embrace of the family. We we first uh, were greeted by Jamal and mm. Manina, those are Hattie's parents. And then as we got into the room around the fire, we were sitting with Melek and Amaran, mm. her grandparents, mm. and we were shelling walnuts and helping <laughs> with the preparation of the supra. And it, yeah. everything was, it was just warm. It was, it was. And I couldn't believe I was finally there. I've been nearly going to Marisi for probably, I don't know, four years, five years. I think I, I realised when I was there that I'd met Jamal previously because he'd been in a concert in Batumi where he'd been singing with Mokvare. And and I read up recently that Mokvare was started. It's, it's a village ensemble from that village, Marisi. And it started by, it must be his great-grandfather, I think, or grandfather, Revaz Termanidze, and that was in 1950. Um, and the goal of, of the ensemble was to, to keep those songs from that village and that area alive, but not just, you know, to sing them on a stage and, and do it like that, but to transmit that folk knowledge to future generations. And I well, so felt like that was happening. That's exactly... I mean, we saw the fruits of their labour, really, speaking to 17-year-old... Hatia, who's now singing her family's songs. Hello, 
Hatia. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Holly. It's very nice to be here in your bedroom in Mary C. Yeah, I love my bedroom as well. <laughs> so maybe you could start by uh, saying where we are and who's here and what the environment is like. So we are in Mary C. in my bedroom because he is more warm <laughs> than anyone anywhere else. Um, this room is so old and nice. <laughs> I loved being here and outside is ri- rain. And, and and who's who's downstairs? I can hear some voices. <laughs> there is my grandparents. They are looking Turkish serials. <laughs> oh, they're watching TV yeah, programs and the Turkish TV program. <laughs> yes, and Cemal and Manandam. Ah. My father and my mother. Wow. And we're in and Marisi, this part of Georgia is very close to Turkey. Yes, exactly. In fact, I'm sure I, I, I've talked to guests of yours who said, oh, yes, we went for a walk and we, we met to the border guard. Yeah, it's happening lots of time, actually, because our mountain is really near to Turkish border. So there, uh, there are always... Um, people f- um, who is keeping the border mm-hmm. safe so mm-hmm. they are always checking our <laughs> guests mm-hmm. wow, and I next they that. are listening how the people from other country are singing georgian <laughs> folk songs and they are just getting like wow <laughs> they will love it the border guards are charmed by the songs yes exactly <laughs> always and they are um, always the different different people on the border so uh, every time the emotion are same like the, they are listening the first time when people from other country are singing georgian song, songs so they are like wow <laughs> and and you have a lot of experience meeting people from other countries who sing georgian songs Yes, but I think I look like this border uh, guys because every time when I'm listening how other people from other country are singing my village song, I'm getting really surprised and full of emo- emotions. I even love to talk about this actually. It's so nice when the people far away from far away love your songs this much and they are learning and they are singing this time i'm realized how beautiful this song is again and how beautiful is my religion (laughs) and last night you were showing us a video from when you were quite small can you when when, do you do you remember when the first i remember everything and i remember everyone (laughs) maybe i forget who visited us the last year but i remember everyone from this group actually because Like I sometimes I even can't remember the conversations between <laughs> these people, and this was really like first emotions to meet these nice people, and it was like unforgettable experience for uh-huh. me. I think I think I will always remember this, and uh, I mm, I spend really good time with them as mm-hmm. well. So. so in the video, just for our listeners who might not have seen it, it's your seven years old exactly and what happens they, they close the road so we were we was in a keda um, and we was coming back from keda when our friend badri 
bring the table in middle road so he closed the road and uh, the our guest was asking what we can do now and Jemali was um Jemali answer we can call the police and police can bring them from the road or we can join them <laughs> and we had a great table and great supra there uh, people was coming with the cars and uh, we had the, uh, the road closed so they was coming from the cars they was joining our supra and drinking few glass of uh, wine <laughs> as well and next they was sit- standing and looking how we were singing and dancing and that was so nice <laughs> But at that time, I think you were dancing, you were not singing. No, that time I wasn't singing at all, actually. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, because there was always my brothers <laughs> who oh, were singing. <laughs> yeah, they were good singers mm. and uh, I was always prepared to let them sing and listen to them. <laughs> but this time I was fall- so falling in love with dancing, but now I changed my interest. <laughs> now I love to look dance and love to sing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And did you hear your grandmother sing? Not me, but people say she was singing. <laughs> when we were introduced last night, she said, oh, "Oh, I don't sing anymore because I don't have a yeah, voice." Yes, she anymore. have a um, she have a throat uh, ache ah. for a long time, like yeah. she can't even eat everything. Ah. So that's why she's not singing. I but uh, all time she was uh, singing with family as well. Wow. So what happened to change for you to start singing? Okay, that's uh, this thing have a one story. <laughs> like um, I was always listening songs and I was happy with that, but I, I was never trying to sing uh-huh. because I was deeply believed that everyone should not sing in a family and one should dance <laughs> so I was really trying to start dance and learn dancing uh, but few years ago like three years ago or four years ago there was one German girl Jakoba and she came um, to us in in a um, spring and the people usually groups are visiting us in a summer so she was alone and she was learning songs from Jemal and uh, they were singing in a two voice the folk songs in a two voice and they didn't had the, mm, the first voice so um, she was asking let's try let's try I want to hear these songs in a three voice and she was so cute and I was really falling in love with her so I decided to <laughs> sing <laughs> because of her and I uh, I know I open my mouth and I, I just sing I know this all the songs <laughs> maybe some of the part I was wrong but um, the mostly I know all the songs because I'm listening I was listening them all the time on the supra so next I start practice on the supra as well <laughs> of course we I learn the songs. <laughs> So 
Yakova make me uh, sing actually. <laughs> After that, it was Lloyd who was spend all the time with us, and we was always happy to have uh, Lloyd in our family. So he, he's not from Germany, is he? No, no. he's from Australia. Ah, okay. So uh, Lloyd was uh, here uh, not just in um, summer, so that means there was not a lot of people as well. Uh, and he was singing with the neighbors a lot, but it wasn't enough for him because he was always singing all day. <laughs> he was working and he was singing. He was looking the bee uh, and start uh, singing. He was singing every time when he was uh, look something uh, which is in um, uh, which um, is the word in the singing sing <laughs> lyrics. I love this. So uh, Lloyd uh, was asking me, "Let's try, let's try," and uh, we have our favorite song now, which we are singing all the time when we are together. Maybe few times sometimes <laughs> in um, in the tables. So after that, I start singing because I was so fall in love with things, <laughs> songs and singing. And what is the favorite song? Um, me and um, Lloyd's and my mine favorite uh, song is uh, Supruli. We are singing that all the time. Which? How does it start? Because mm. I've heard several. So here's a recording from 2018. It catches the moment when Khatia starts to sing with Lloyd. You can hear that the room is full with her father Jamal and guests from Australia and Canada. You can even hear them enjoying the sweets that Manana lovingly lays out for her guests. And I can imagine that Katya's grandparents are there, Malik and Amiran, enjoying Katya's growing confidence in this moment. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked you because I now know that there's another Supruli I need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you had to. I think <laughs> That's so. so nice. <laughs> I have a question about your voice. Did it come very naturally for you? Because 
I've heard you singing with a really strong voice and I want to know, does that just come out of you or do you do some work? No, I've never <laughs> worked on my voice. And actually sometimes when I'm hearing my voice in um, videos or in some recordings, I, I know I have to work it because uh, I can understand I'm not doing the right um, breathe sometime and so on. Or in the recording, I'm seeing every mistakes, but <laughs> I'm never working for that uh, in the table <laughs> or something yeah. like this. I'm practicing on the super actually all the time. I like this practice room. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I do this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to sing uh, with the men in your family like you always take first voice or yeah it's really comfortable for me I'm uh, the singing the first voice is um, my favorite uh, but I'm trying to sing bass as well when sometimes my brother Beso is singing first voice so I'm trying to sing bass with Jemal <laughs> sometimes it's too deep for my <laughs> voice but I'm trying my maximum <laughs> to sing bass with a man that, and it's not easy for me because mm. men are not singing in a high so mm -hmm, yeah. bass is more <laughs> more deep <laughs> and I wondered you go to a boarding school, although I know you are very lucky today to be here with us, or we're very lucky that you're here with <laughs> us. And I wondered if you sing when you're at school. With um, we have a school ensemble as well. Ah. Yes. Uh, and we are singing Marysian folk songs. Okay. Uh, we have a um, nice teacher who is helping us to sing the right. Mm. Uh, but actually I know the, all the songs which we are learning <laughs> so because this teacher learned from our family as well so, <laughs> so I know all the songs <laughs> and how does the ensemble at school work? how many people are there in it? we are 20 um, students mm -hmm. in this ensemble and we are meeting in a two day in a week mm -hmm. um, but um, because of pandemic, uh, we wasn't uh, meeting a lot, and I was really missed to sing. And we start last uh, week to meet uh, again each other, and I was like, I didn't want to stop <laughs> when I started singing. I want this lesson to continue during whole day. <laughs> wow! So is that just? girls in your boarding no, school? No, girls and boys together. Oh. Like, in boarding school, uh, there's first floor for boys and second floor for uh, girls. And we have a uh, one room where anyone can go and watch TV or play tennis or sing or do whatever they want. So I'm enjoying a lot to be with my friends. I'm living there for uh, during the sixth uh, year with mm -hmm. the same girl. So they are um, part of my family as well. Mm -hmm. 
because I'm spending a lot of time with them, more than my family sometimes. <laughs> so I'm wondering, do you ever have the experience to sing only with women? Uh, yes. Um, my friend, my friends in um, ensembles, um, three of us are singing uh, sometimes together, just girls. <laughs> we like it. And <laughs> also my neighbors, uh, they start uh, singing in pandemic, during the pandemic, <laughs> actually. So in this new year, we was uh, visiting all the um, family in this um, village and we were singing <laughs> with the panduri and everyone was invited us <laughs> and we, we visit every family actually. We start from our family, uh, we were singing here and when neighbors ex uh, explore we can sing, they start to invite us and we spend a uh, great uh, New Year's week actually. Wow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and will you, will you tell everyone what the pandemic at the beginning was like here? Because it's been different in different parts of the world. And yeah, uh, when a uh, pandemic started um, uh, and there was lockdown in Georgia, everyone uh, from city come back in a village. Uh, even um, the people, even who are not living in uh, here, but they visit us, like Jemali's um, uh, sisters came and start living with us and all the uh, village was full of young people and full of people actually so during the two week everyone was in their own houses and they was uh, doing um, like they was um, worrying about their health uh, so in during the two week oh, we all stay in the home but after the two week that we all believed that nothing was wrong with us and we was absolutely healthy we had um, no coronavirus symptoms we start to visit each other and we close this uh, village with our <laughs> hands like we was no no one let to go and no one let to come in <laughs> village so we were spending the great time we were singing all the time and uh, like the there was part uh, part of days like in the morning we all was together in the uh, middle day uh, we was the women was together drinking coffee and men wo was working and the afternoon uh, the women women was together singing and dancing and men was playing tennis and playing some uh, table um, games and so on <laughs> that's how we spend a whole quarantine <laughs> I want to be in that quarantine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't it funny how the pandemic in some aspects is so heavy and oh, but in others has enabled new things to happen? Yeah, for me, the pandemic was really inspiring. So uh, I started playing on guitar during the quarantine. The guitar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the best, <laughs> but I'm trying. Uh, I start um, walking in the village. Before that, I was spending all day in a house or in the yard. But after the pandemic, I was wake up in the seven o'clock and I was running and I was coming two hour after two hours. And after that, it's became part of my lifestyle because now uh, I really love to walk again. <laughs> yes.
that's mm-hmm. how it works <laughs> and actually pandemic make uh, we was always a big family this village was always a family not just neighbors but pandemic make us more near with each other we start care with, with each other more and more and we start make friendship with not just our age mm-hmm. uh, like Jamal's friends became my good friends as well Amirani's friends became my good friend there is no age separating now like we all became one family so you were asking whether Katya had experience singing with just women or girls and now I'm thinking you sing with groups that are lots of different ages yeah uh, that's how it works actually uh, when it was uh, pandemic like uh-huh. it was um, it was uh, Amuran's and Melek's generation Mananas and Jemal's generation and my generation singing together all the time and it was so funny sometimes because we were singing lot of different kind of songs sometimes we were singing the uh, polyphonic songs sometimes we were singing some modern songs and <laughs> they was like we was like confier each other sometimes and it was so nice to spend time with them so were you teaching songs to your grandparents no no i didn't (laughs) sorry for that but i think they are singing more good songs than i can teach so (laughs) that's the answer (laughs) hello It's Susan here with a gratitude spot. Thank you for listening today and thanks to all our generous supporters for helping cover the costs of making this podcast. We hope our monthly Ko-fi supporters have found the extra recordings at ko-fi.com forward slash Voices of the Ancestors. There's the full uninterrupted episode with Joan Mills and the extended episode with Nino Nanaishvili available on Ko-fi if you sign up and buy us a coffee once a month. If you'd like to help out, go to the podcast website, www.voicesoftheancestors.co.uk, and click on the coffee cups. If you'd like to help out, but buying a coffee isn't possible for you right now, tell some friends about the show. Your word of mouth recommendation is really valuable. So thanks again, everyone. And now, back to the podcast to know your neighbors that started to sing during the pandemic are they still singing now mm, they was always singing actually ah. like uh, sometimes i'm saying mercy's singing village uh-huh. uh, because there's a lot of people who can sing and mm, they are singing so nice and that's why mercy have their own version of songs mm-hmm. uh, but when it wasn't quarantine everyone everyone was so stressed with uh, their jobs and works mm-hmm. and they had no time and pandemic was so stressful as well but we had a time to uh, work uh, for mm. this stress so that was how we doing <laughs> that mm. <laughs> we were singing and dancing and it was the best medicine for <laughs> stress <laughs> but you must have uh, missed having guests exactly (laughs) so it 
it was um, I was um, I was I was spending so good time uh, but uh, after one month I was telling to Jamal and Manana I can't live like that anymore because the, we spend every day we spend a good time and I was never sit down in a corner bored but I missed communication with the new people with the guests uh, and I'm more um more open person i love new people to meet new friends make new friendship and i really missed <laughs> this thing mm. and i was really looking forward to uh, someone come in our house and i was uh, telling Gemma and manana i promise i will do everything <laughs> i will help you with everything <laughs> if there will be same life i will never say i'm lazy to do <laughs> something <laughs> yeah <laughs> and where do your guests the guests that come to Marisi where do they come from before pandemic you mean yeah okay um from America from Europe from Australia like really different countries and um I always love to listen them and I always love communication with different people and uh, hear their opi- opinion about the um, uh, same things sometimes how they are thinking thinking in different they are all in di- from different culture so it, it's really interesting for me to talk with the people because i think to develop the best way to develop is to listen lots of different people uh, so that's how what I was doing I was always talking with the people and with the guests and I was always happy to listen them as well and I love to listen them but the most favorite part for me is to share them um, my culture and um, how my village is uh, living and what we are doing here and before i will meet this much people uh, when i was seven years old and i was looking outside i was looking the mountains and i can see that's beautiful but i was never saying it was beautiful <laughs> but when someone came here and was like shocked how beautiful was this view look like i was looking like hmm what's special <laughs> that's uh, just mountains but when times go and on and on i realize uh, how beautiful is that and i learn how to look everything with the guest eyes so every day when i'm walking waking up and going outside i'm never vo- uh, looking this view as it's just a view <laughs> i'm always <laughs> saying wow today it's really beautiful <laughs> and it's always it seems like it's always new <laughs> this view for me <laughs> yeah well, my experience of it is it, it is always new because the weather changes so much. It changes yeah, exactly. moment by moment. Exactly, but when I'm living here during wow. the <laughs> 16 years. Yes, yes. Well, I have a question as well, which is just about the future. Because I know we've had a lovely discussion earlier today about how life here, you don't plan because it's not possible. Things change too quickly and too often. But I wonder for you, a young woman from these mountains, what dreams do you have? I want to um, go uh, from Georgia's, uh, Georgia's border as well and I see 
this people cu culture who is coming to me and visiting me. I wish one day I can visit them as well and their country. But of course, I'm going to live in Georgia. And um, for um, this five year, I have a little plans. Gig <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> I want to. Um, I'm in school now, so when I finish school, I want to go in university uh, in Tbilisi for um, four year. And after that, I don't know. <laughs> I will plan next. <laughs> But for sure, I want to go in yeah. university. Katia, what does Voices of the Ancestors mean to you? I think it means a lot. Um, the voice which came, uh, which um, which stand uh, strong during these centuries and this much years mean a lot because um, the stories how they was um, keeping their culture, culture and their voice and they stay um, as uh, they was coming from like they stay strong Algerian women. Um, And we had a terrible experience before, like in long time ago, we was occupied by Turkey. And um, it's still so clear in Ajara, when you're coming Ajara, uh, Ajarian people never can forget that, I think. Like uh, you can hear these stories every day, maybe uh, about this time. So um, they get lots of uh, women die because they don't change their traditions and they stay. Um, how kind of people they was they stay Georgian they stay Algerians and they stay um, uh, Christians again uh, they even don't change uh, religion religion and sometimes the people was dying because of that that so it means a lot for me like every time when I'm breaking the cornbread I'm doing cross because Uh, that's how Ajarian women uh, was doing uh, um, when Ajara was occupied by Turkey and they was um, making cross because keep uh, religion uh, strong and teach their child but for um, people from Turkey they was uh, telling that uh, lie they will break the corn easy and that's why they was doing that but they was doing the cross <laughs> and it's uh, Christian thing and to show their child and try uh, to um, try to don't forget that so I remember that and I will never forget how they was um, how they how loud is their voice that uh, it's uh, stand really strong for this much centuries and years it's important people who is listening to me hello if I know you 
a warm <laughs> hug from Mary Sin. And if I don't know you, I hope you will visit our village and um, I will have um, this pleasure to talk and know you. And I'm really uh, waiting the time when I can meet my old friends again and I can I will have a chance to make new friendship with other people. <laughs> thank you, Hadia. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so lovely. Yeah? Yeah. That's so it. lovely. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, I'm just great. I'm You're just so worrying about my English. Sometimes Your it's... English was so great. And everything Thank you. you said was so I yes, just, just yeah, everything. Wow. Was clean? <laughs> yeah, clear. Really, really great. And thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Wow. Thank you You're to give me this chance. Wow. <laughs> that was just like thirty minutes of gold. So thank you. Thank you for listening to Voices of the Ancestors with Holly Taylor-Zuntz and Susan Thompson. Our guest was Khatia Turmanidze. Music in the episode was by Ialoni, Sakioba, Eteri Dacidze and the Turmanidze family. Thanks to Matthew Knight for sharing his recordings of Marisi. We're playing out with a recording of Merisuli by a trio from the Ecclesiastical Chant University of Tbilisi, a great example of a Mauritian song being shared with the rest of the country. For more information about this and other episodes, visit voicesoftheancestors.co.uk. And if there's ever a word you don't catch in an episode, take a look at the transcript on the website. <laughs>